Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Uh, well, hey, dude, I see you got the memo that <laughs> stings in AEW. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, things in AEW. I'm uh, so freaking hyped. I Me mean, too, bro. This going to happen for the future. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of police lately. I mean, it's so good, man. Uh, Brandon? Yeah. You, yeah. You, you do realize it's not that thing that's in AEW, right? Yeah, Sting, you know, Sting, police, Sting. No, the wrestler Sting, like WCW. You're wearing his face paint. You've put on his face paint. No, this is this is this is the Crow. You, you know the Crow, Brandon Lee, '96. That's what the Sting Crow character was based off of. That's where he got the paint idea from. And why the hell are you randomly wearing the Crow's makeup? I just like to dress up like this sometimes. Yo, it's showtime, here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source, not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts, what? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. <laughs> Brandon, the chat, the chat's already asking or praying that you have the paint on the whole show, so <laughs> you've already made everybody really happy. Uh, I'm not near sick, so I guess this is gonna stay. <laughs> you know, when I when I maybe I'm pulling back the going behind the curtain Woo! here, but <laughs> Woo! there we go. Better. I probably like burst everybody's ears just there, but um, <laughs> when I told you to put that on, uh, like what did I tell you? Like texted you Monday, maybe do some sting face paint. Totally forgot I told you to do that. And so when you came on, I wish I'd recorded it because I was like busting out laughing. I was la- I was probably laughing harder than most girls after you've taken off your pants. <laughs> yes, I like that. Looks swole. Yes, Brandon. Brandon is swole. Y'all don't realize. Y'all, Brandon is a jacked human being. Brandon, look, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, look, look, look at my tiny arms. Show, show them yours. Show, show them, show them the boulders. Show them, you Brandon. Know. You know, when they subscribe to my OnlyFans, they can get some fire content. You know, wow. I like all the time. <laughs> Slam <laughs> Hope Wrestling says, thing. rest in peace, earphone users. Yeah, when I screamed. Uh, Fernando's <laughs> calling you modern Brooklyn brawler. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis, I'm not mean. I'm just telling people how it is. <laughs> oh, man. Brandon, where the hell have you been? Bro, we've been Thanksgiving, man. It was the holidays. It was great. I know we have a Thanksgiving, everybody. We had to skip last week because uh, it was like I wanted to do it Thursday, but then I realized there was something a little bit important on Thursday <laughs> that was happening. I was like, "Dang, he's gonna call me to do this crap while well, trying to eat my turkey." By the way, look at my apple juice selection today. Like I have two. Oh, look at that! 
So I, I went to like a craft brewery, right? And I got like some, like a couple, um, couple beers and stuff, right? Yeah. And I decided to make my own flight. So this is like half of each, <laughs> half of two beers. So I don't want to even think it's like a, like I'm an alcoholic. It's just literally like half a bottle, half a bottle. And one is a cherry pie, delicious cherry pie, Brandon. <laughs> and the other is a breakfast stout. You know how like Jericho's got got his champagne. A little uh, bit of the bubble. McGregor's got his like deal. Like, why can't you make your own drink? Let's get a kitty <laughs> what, drink. What's it called? What's his? What's McGregor's called? <sighs> what's it called? Oh, Who knows what Conor McGregor's yeah. uh, stuff is called? Who the hell's texting me? Don't text me right now. I'm on air. <laughs> Probably a request from my OnlyFans for twenty dollars <laughs> if you could do a solo. You know, not right now. Later. <laughs> uh, it, I remember what McGregor's is called, but I know the commercial. He goes, ding, ding. By the way, everyone saying my face looks smudged. It, it was an attempt. <laughs> it was an attempt at snow. So, Lotch, look, if I take it off, it's gone. Uh, look, at that. look at that. Winter <laughs> I was trying, guys, I was trying to make it look like winter. And I felt like I was going to overload my computer. Kind of like how Brandon's mind's overloaded with, with the process of human life. You know, living a basic life here by having it just like snow on us, and now Wait, they're calling. Now they're, they're calling you Papa Shango. <laughs> if you're on Instagram right now, you're missing it. Go on YouTube and watch Brandon the Brandon's white face. This is very offensive, actually. Or Kamala, I very offensive. Kamala, Kamala didn't have paint like that. Was it like? <laughs> Yeah, a little white paint or something on his face. No, Brandon. Why? Uh, and why are you dead? Oh no, this is gonna be a horrible episode. Brandon's like already passing out. This is this, this is terrible. I'm alive. I feel good, man. See, you, are you drunk? Brandon. No, 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 Brandon's no. probably high right now. That's what it is. He 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 saw he saw that Congress wants to make marijuana legal, <laughs> Dude, and so he's celebrating. Huh? I think I think it's a setup. It's dead. Bro. I mean, it's dead in the it's dead in the Senate, but still, come on now. It's like proper know, 12. Welcome. It is proper yeah. 12. Proper 12. Ding, ding. That's what he says in the commercial. Okay. It's because we're not going to be locked down for a few weeks. So, like, are people going to want to smoke? We're going to sit around. Are we getting locked house. down again? <laughs> That's, well, I mean, we got, you know, we got Trump Jr., Ron DeSantis uh, <laughs> as our governor. I don't think we're getting That's locked down, Brandon. He's an early savior, mate. By the way, guys, keep our energy up. Hit that thumbs up button. Like, subscribe, and do me a favor, comment with it on this question. Whose uh -huh. return shocked you more, Sting or Edge? That is the question. And look at Hollis. Good timing, Hollis. Hey, everyone. Make sure you like this and subscribe <laughs> if you haven't already. Slam Hope Wrestling says, Brent is the only person who looks the same in face paint. <laughs> it's like a horrible Bro, Michael Jackson impression. Yeah. You know, I wore uh, some Facebook kind of like this when I went to uh, Comic-Con, and I was like... You went to Comic-Con? Brandon yeah, doesn't, Brandon doesn't tell me about his life. <laughs> Brandon, I, I always find out things... And this is a shoot, by the way. This is a shoot. I don't want anyone to think this is like an embellished character. Literally, uh -huh. I find out things about Brandon years later. Case in point, <laughs> last week. What did I find out last week? Oh, man, uh, I almost shit myself. On the way to WrestleMania 33, it was legit. It was legit. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, what? We, ha you were up on our shoulders that night. You were sitting I right here. I had a Hershey kiss right there. <laughs> he pooped on my shoulder. I'm telling everybody that right now. He pooped on my shoulder. I didn't want anybody to worry about it. I didn't want to ruin the day. We finally made it out. I was like, no, I'm gonna tough it out. But I just wanted you to know. 
that was some pain. Right? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Before we get anyway, into it. Yeah. Best version of Sting in history, because I know what oh. you're about to say. <laughs> TNA, of course. Come on. Which one? Wow. Actually, you know what? You I was going to say Joker. He's going to be like, uh, Joker Sting. <laughs> Joker Sting. You know, and that pissed me off because I, when I went to Comic-Con, mm. I was supposed to be uh, the crow, but I was with a Batman. And so everybody thought I was the Joker for some reason. You know, I had black and white face paint or a Joker. Because, was because so you weird. didn't feel the temperament. So because you didn't feel the temperament. Obviously, if, someone, if, if someone's dressed up like freaking <laughs> Batman and you have that long hair, so they'll probably think you're Heath Ledger, right? I, I didn't have long hair. Dude. I, my hair was like this, kind of. <laughs> and the shortcut. And, wife, and they're, like, they're like, oh, Joker. I'm like, what? Get the black and white. I'm like, it's Crow. Oh, get, Jesus yeah. Christ, Brandon. But anyway, here's a random topic to talk about. So, for some reason, right, uh, like wrestling clickbait headlines are, are getting worse, I feel. Mm-hmm. So people were saying something about fake crowd noise being fed into shows has given WWE management exactly what they've wanted. Complete control of the crowd noise. That way we can't boo Roman. I'm like, <laughs> Ro- Roman's a heel. Roman's a heel right now. Uh, so it's like we're supposed to boo Roman, right, right, and they're right. just piping in like cheer. Like, like people are like always wanting to find conspiracy theories with WWE. <laughs> I never understand it. It's like, what, would you rather have been silent? Like, what yeah, the hell? You know what? Yeah, sometimes it's it's a little weird because it's like, all right, you know, it's piped in, but right. at the same time, they're putting it in sort of the right places so it's right. Like, all right it's you're, it's you're getting better it's it, it, yeah. it definitely was like way worse like the first couple of weeks right. and then now it's like a little bit more natural uh especially like they have the yes chance and things like that coming in right. uh but i still kind of feel like they should pull out the nxt people and like you know the it literally um you know have the the more organic crowd kind of like they do on um the what do you call it the capital wrestling arena or there's at least people there, like uh, surrounding the more the so what they were doing back. before, where they had that like right. NXT enhancement talent. By the way, we got to talk about this. We have to talk about this because people, the people want us to talk about the WCW reboot. Have you heard about what's? <laughs> have you heard about this? That no, was happening no. on like Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Please tell no. me you've heard this. No, what is this? So WCW? there was there was a WCW account, w, WCW 2001 Twitter account created, right? And for some reason got like thousands of people to follow and released a statement that was worded like they barely spoke English. And it was like, we are coming, WCW is coming back. We've bought 50% of the rights from WWE and we're rebooting in 2021. And so wrestlers are retweeting this rightfully so like, how the hell did y'all fall for this shit? (laughs) You know? Well, well, look, it, this is what AEW needs to do, bro. They need to get, they need to get Goldberg, you know, DDP, get, get them all in there and get them, have them all show up on the show. Then we can have WCW 2021. No, no, Brandon, Brandon, that's not how copyrights and things work. WWE is not going to be okay with that. They're not going to be okay with you for wearing Sting's face paint on air. <laughs> Yeah. They, stopped, uh, they stopped selling his toys and stuff, right? They did, <laughs> so because he like... <laughs> obviously signed with another company. Whatever. But my thing is, like, uh, how how bad is the Twitter crowd, bro? Twitter crowd just comes in, 
and they just believe anything, man. They were retweeting this. They're like, oh, you know, obviously a lot of people, the majority of people were making fun of this, but it's like a lot of people follow the stupid account. And it's like, come on, like, what are we doing? We should have left this one alone. But then again, I tweeted out like at least 10, uh, 10 <laughs> tweets talking about like, Brandon and I are the new commentary team for the reboot of WCW in 2021. We're yeah, 100% commentating. See, you yeah. rode the clickbait wing to me. <laughs> How many, how many extra subs did we pick up from that? You know? I mean, at least 10. At least. <laughs> it was worth Because it. we are the official team of, uh, announced team of, of WCW. You know? <laughs> and Brandon, we just show up and get paid, you know? That's right. Kind of like. That's right. Kind of like Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Who probably was trolling, but. I, was he? D- I Dolph Ziggler's talking about how he just uh, shows up and collects a paycheck and, and things like that. And I'm like. Man, there's something something I really don't like about Dolph Ziggler. What? And it's just, it, I feel like like he really doesn't have a passion for the business <sighs> anymore, at least. Like, WWE's stolen it from him, you know? But, <sighs> I don't know, man. Uh, what's not to like about Dolph Ziggler? I mean, look, this Where guy's a future Hall of Famer. The ramen hair. Multiple time champions. He's, he's what, won and, different divisions. Okay. Okay. He's one of the best, you know, and, in-ring performers okay. we've had. And years. how much of that is 2015 and past? What's he done in the last five years? I, he's, he's collecting paychecks. Correct. He's, he's getting paid some money, you know? He, he's still a solid hand, you know, you can put him in. Here's my thing. I know angles. he's probably trolling. Here's my thing. I know he's probably trolling, but, like, I don't see anything in Dolph Ziggler anymore. There's no merit in him. He's not putting guys over, like, with his skill. Like, there's nothing... A value. I, I think, yeah. I it's like it, it's irritating. Use him like that, you know. As yeah, a guy but it's like over. it's just a joke when Dolph Ziggler comes out at this point, you know. <laughs> like it's Dude. just it's just a running gag, you know. People are literally the wrestlers are shitting on him. They're calling him like wannabe Shawn Michaels and things like that. He's a running gag amongst the wrestlers. <laughs> and if he's allowing that to happen just to collect the paycheck, it's like at, the, at what point, man, does your pride? I don't know. I, don't know I just feel like I'd have quit a long time ago if that was my position. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how I could have just said, but I, I saw that the topic you were bringing up, so I typed it just like Dolph Ziggler like, get paid so I could see you know, what he said. And it said uh, one of the Google things popped up, and it's like he's like one of the top 10 like earners or whatever. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Why? He's like, 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 what, what, By the way, never use that fucking mic again because this mic is horrible. Is this bad? Like, it is so bad. Oh yeah! Now you're gonna go. Now you're gonna go try to fix it and 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 then disconnect it and then disconnect no. your Skype. No, no, no. Maybe just need to move back. Hey, maybe look! It's actually here. a lot better. It's because your ass is talking really low. Oh my god, Brandon is go. Brandon is talking here with a microphone, and I'm wondering why it's bad. Brandon, there Brandon, go. caress the microphone into your mouth like this. There you go. How's that? Yeah. Hey man, he had a WrestleMania match with Otis. That's something, right? It's true. He did have a good storyline yeah. with Otis. I give him that. Uh, he did rip very well in, the, in that one. Uh, speaking of Otis, they're calling him uh, the the blue collar brawler now. What a nickname, the blue collar brawler. You accepting <laughs> that one, Brandon? I kind of like it. They've been they've been running with the blue collar thing, you know, when he was with uh, Tucky too. So Tucky. You know. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but the blue collar brawler. It just sounds like a like a damn action figure or something <laughs> and you're Otis blue collar brawler yeah he's got that good like you know folksy sort of mass appeal and the kids like it you know no, no? 
Not if you blue collar violent. No, I like I I would if they had just called him blue collar solid, I'd have accepted it because that they've been calling like his song says blue collar solid, or just blue collar working man. Like that his song says that too. So why can't you just say introducing the blue collar working man Otis, as opposed to the like the blue the blue collar brawler like trying too hard, kind of like Brandon wearing sting face paint on this podcast. Oh come on, this is a good idea. Horrible this idea. Great. <laughs> uh but anyway, Brandon. Like the details I got here. It was creative. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a topic. And chat, I want you involved in this one. How do you feel about Lana's stuff as of late? Because this is, I feel like this is a really, like, really polar opposite opinions on people. It's either really like it or really hate it. What now, do you think? We jumped the gun on Lana, right? Because it was like we assumed, all right, WWE is getting back at, at Miro. Not so we. Just, I never, I maybe, never thought that. Yeah, maybe some people thought and this is just slamming her to the table every week, making her a joke. But she's a part of a you know a big storyline as it's you know progressed through, right? And we just you know let it play out, and then she's picked up some big wins. So can I, I know. can I admit that I like the storyline because I see it for what it is, and it's a joke. Mm. And, and the problem is, I think people when they see it as a joke, they're taking it too seriously, and it's like I've I've always taken this for what it is, which is literally like. <laughs> Cody Miller says, Kenny, since you can obviously do better, why don't you apply for the writer position for SmackDown? Because me and Bruce Pritchard got heat, okay? Bruce Pritchard and me, you know, we once were in the same suit shop. I tried to measure him and get his autograph. It got awkward. <laughs> um, Hollis says, I don't feel, I don't think or feel anything for guarding Lana. Yeah, now this, this is kind of what I'm saying is I think the diehards, us diehards, right? Um, I think everyone's kind of taking it too seriously and not just taking it as a hokey stupid storyline to me it's getting lana over it's it's kind of like the uh the viking raiders when they did all of that nonsense with the street profits it was like it's stupid and if you take it as a stupid you'll be okay with it and i understand that it's not for us it's it's more for the casual fans you know like more for like the haha fans and like i'm totally okay with it i'm totally okay with how they did it um I don't know why everyone had a problem with what happened at Survivor Series, because yeah, and and Diego, who is 17 and a child himself and should not be watching me consume alcohol, <laughs> says the Lana story feels more for the kids. So I agree with him. I agree with him there. Um, but I will say, like I loved how the Survivor Series stuff played out because I always want stuff to make sense in kayfabe, and it made complete sense in kayfabe. For all the members of the team to be taken out when she was told to stand on the damn ring steps. And then all of a sudden she was, by default, the winner. It's like, in kayfabe, it's not her fault that she, would, that she was told to stand there and she just won randomly. But everyone's like, oh, this is stupid. And I was like, that, that's kind of the point. It was kind of, it was creative shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Are you okay if, if they become tag champs? You know, possibly. Yes, because Asuka can whoop two women's ass by herself. Right. Lana could just stand there. And then it, it's, it's basically the whole storyline of like, Lana is locking herself into these situations. Like I would love, and everyone, I'm going to get a heat when I say this, I would love if number 28 and number 29 or the last two in the rumble, I should say the last two people are in the rumble before number 30 comes out and they eliminate each other. 
So there's an empty ring with Corey Graves going crazy of like, whoever's about to come out and win the Royal Rumble. What the hell is this? Whoever drew number 30 is the luckiest person. And then like, out comes Lana. You can't see it happening. Can't see it happening. I, I, I like the idea of it happening. Lana, this, this is this is this is good. Uh, this is a surprise. Just like you know, I think the the storyline with the uh, the love the love triangle with uh, Buddy Murphy and uh, Mysterio's daughter. You know, uh, it's a pleasant did surprise. Did you see uh, Buddy Murphy's stats on SmackDown? Literally said. Yeah, again, I'm trying not to spoil things for SmackDown for Fernando, but it literally said yeah. uh, Alea Mysterio's his, his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's yeah. a stat. What yes. in the blue hell? But yes, please <laughs> tell me. Like, and the chat saying yes, LMA, LMAO. Like, I'm telling you, WWE. I should write for SmackDown. That's the, that's the storyline right there. The Women's Rumble. <laughs> Lana wins coming out at number thirty. Everybody's saying they could see that happening. But speaking of the Rumble, so fortunate news. But the uh, the creator of the Royal Rumble, uh, Pat Patterson, uh, did pass away uh, Wednesday morning. And a uh, very sad day. Um, one thing I will say, just because I'm going to get this out of the way, um, on Twitter and Instagram, and again, these are all speculations, as soon as I made posts, rest in peace for Pat Patterson, people come out like, I'm not going to, this molester, I'm not going to wish him rested in peace and all this, you know, obviously accusations regarding his sexuality, you know, he is, he's, uh, he was a homosexual, but there's been allegations that he made talent do, th- do favors to get a push and things like that. All speculative, you know, things like that. But, like, my thing is, like, regardless, and I, again, I want to address it right away, regardless of if that's right or wrong, it's like, it really says something, you know, obviously, if that actually did happen, it's wrong. But if you can't have empathy right when someone passes away, regardless of if they were a good human being or not. So I'm not even sitting here to, to discuss if that part of it. It's like, to me, it says something about you. Mm. And there's a huge thing where if like, you can just instantly go to a place of like, well, fuck him. You deserve to die kind of thing, regardless of who it is. Uh, I always don't have love for you. I, I like, I take, I take that real personal Cause it really tells me regardless of what they did. It tells me something about you. Now I don't want to associate with you. Even if you're right. Because there is a way to be right and still maintain a respect for human beings as a general statement. Because if we're not, if we're not maintaining that status quo, then we're no better than what we're damning people for. Does that make sense? So to me, it was like it was just not called for. But but let's get into Pat Patterson. Uh, one thing I want to say, you know, uh, oh man, it literally the Tuesday, the day before he died. I texted how honored I am to share a birthday with Pat Patterson. His birthday was uh, January 19th. And I said something about, like, I, I hope I can go to the Royal Rumble. And uh, unbeknownst to me, obviously, unbeknownst to the world, you know, Pat Patterson passed away the next day. And it just felt, like, really weird to be, like, thinking about Pat Patterson as apparently, like, he had his last day on Earth and uh, tweeting about him and stuff. It's, like, how coincidental that I was, like, talking about, you know, being really honored. Um to share a birthday with the the Royal Rumble creator. And then also, I mean, you know, Brandon, Royal Rumble is my favorite event. I would rather go to a Royal Royal Rumble, say that 10 times fast. I would rather go to a Royal Rumble than a a WrestleMania. And I will always stand by that. Um, 
and I've, I, I won't, I'll, I'll tell everybody, because you'll see it after the fact, I won't tell anybody, but I have plans already to go to the Rumble, and I already am making something for, for the Royal Rumble, uh, my sisters and I. I'll explain, oh I'll explain when that time, when that time comes. Uh, I'm making something for, for the Rumble, and I told my sisters I'm manifesting it. Like, I'm, I, I'm speaking it into existence that fans will be allowed into the Royal Rumble <laughs> at a 10% capacity. And uh, Brandon and I will go, you know, so that is, that is my, uh, uh, so, okay. So I, I've told this story before, but Diego's asking, um, have I ever been to a Royal Rumble? Not only have I been to a Royal Rumble, let me explain. I'm, I'm a very daring person sometimes. So I was, I'm 31 oh, now. I'm about to t turn 32 for the next Rumble. So the Royal Rumble uh, in 2015 was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And 25 years of my life, or 26 actually at the time, and I said, I've never been to a Royal Rumble. And it's my favorite event. My favorite wrestler has won it more times than anybody world at the time. Shawn Michaels. Stone Cold is actually the Rumble. Uh, he's had it three times now. Oh, okay. Shawn Michaels had it back to back. But, uh, so Shawn Michaels... I wanted to see, like, I just, it's just been my event. I wanted to see the Royal Rumble. And so I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Now, my work schedule did not permit it because I worked on Sunday and I also worked on Monday. No lie. Here's what I did. I ended up going, uh, booking a flight and buying tickets for the Rumble uh, with, for a friend and I who lives in Philly. I flew right after work, flew to the Rumble. Got, uh, got there, right? It gets worse, actually, because I forget about this. My friend's dad actually had a heart attack the day of the rumble. So I have an extra ticket. Okay. So I fly to Philly and I'm like, I'm going, I'm going alone to the freaking rumble. I was originally supposed to have a ride. I was going to have a place to stay. Now, obviously, with his family situation, I got nowhere to go. But, you know, I'm winging it. I'm like, I, I go to work, fly to the Philly. While in the air, I see another friend, John saying that I bought a last minute ticket to the rumble. I'm going and he's driving from New York to Philly. <laughs> now I text John midair and I say, sell your ticket. I have closer seats than you have and I'll give it to you for free. So he did. He put it on StubHub. It got sold. He picks me up from the airport. We go straight to the rumble. Um, really good seats. Saw the worst Royal rumble in history. I'm going to be blunt. <laughs> this is to tell you I'm not just biased. Saw the worst Royal Rumble in history. If y'all don't remember, that's the one Roman Reigns won and The Rock put his hand up and, and everyone booed. <laughs> and The Rock literally is like, what the fuck? Like, literally is like looking like, how the fuck are people booing? That was that Rumble. So anyway, that happens. Go to Dunkin' Donuts. Go to the airport and it starts snowing. And I'm sitting outside because the airport's not open. The part that the airport is, is, is not open. So I'm sitting outside like this. I'm talking about like in a jacket and I'm just freezing my ass off from 12 a.m. all the way to 6 a.m. because I had to go uh, catch my flight at 6 a.m. and the airport wasn't open. <laughs> so you ask me if I've been to the Rumble. I have the worst Rumble story because I did that, flew back to Tampa and then had to work at 9 a.m. The worst decision I've ever made in my life. Because as soon as I landed, they announced that the Rumble... Again, for context, I live in Tampa, Florida, right? Brandon and I. They announced Rumble 2016, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> so it was like the ultimate rib on me that weekend. 
Not only that, but there was a situation with my girlfriend. We ended up like breaking up and then like getting back together. And it was like, it was just nonsense. Cause what it was, was like the girlfriend I was with at the time, my ex tried, like told her I was cheating on her with her and all this nonsense happened. And there was like some drama. There was drama while I'm sitting there cold outside. And I'm like, none of this is true. And like, I can't, I'm not even in town to explain it to her. <laughs> oh man. The tw- <laughs> Royal, Royal Rumble 2015 was the worst experience. I don't know why I, I tried it um but fast forward and yeah everyone's saying i could have called in sick but it's just not how i operate man that is like literally like you know i'm just i just do it to it you know i have honor about me damn it um <laughs> speaking as the person who tried to call out yesterday but anyway <laughs> but fast forward just so everybody knows it got rectified because brandon and i went to the rumble 2016 the next year and i saw aj styles debut while brandon was looking up nfl scores on his phone it was a historic brandon was looking at the afl like brandon was looking at the afl national championship or whatever game that was happening at the same time at the royal rumble ask brandon if that's true or not aj styles is debuting and brandon's literally looking at his phone and looking up uh, AFL scores going on that day man. we were at the rumble we had AJ there we had football playoffs it was a lot I don't I even want to I was I was torn I don't I even want to address uh Matt Ritter's comment by the way <laughs> yes that's Brandon, right you're a horrible host Brett by the way you nobody see? heard what you just said Anybody in audio land, all they heard was... So let me read this again. So Brandon was telling the truth about Kenny being a ladies' man in reference to last week's episode. Uh, No. Yes. I've just been in situations... Yeah, this is why the ladies are like, oh, you're hooking up with my man? They're like fighting over him while he's in a different state. He knows what's going on here. We know. Look, we all have stories like that in our mid-20s, okay, Brandon? Look, oh, I do want to say uh, before you change topic, uh, yeah. uh, one of his uh, favorite wrestlers was Dolph Ziggler, by the way. Who? Pat Patterson. Right? It, it was, yeah. He said, they said that on SmackDown, right? You watch right. SmackDown? Uh, I tried a little bit. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon fell asleep. Brandon fell asleep mid, <laughs> mid face paint. That's, that's the only thing Girls I Girls expect him to be Ricochet. I'm going to shave my yeah. head pretty soon, so we'll, we'll, we'll look definitely look like Ricochet. Yeah. See, See Diego's like incoherent count. ramble. It's true. Brandon's like reading the comments and he's like, jub, 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 jub. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? You don't even understand you're on a podcast. <laughs> I, I'm a little buzz. Brandon, I'm, obviously, my tone has changed. I'm a little buzzed now. Yeah, you Off got my the, apple juice. Uh, double YouTube? beers. Apple juice. Yes. Two bits of apple juice. But Brandon, let's talk about the fucking Undertaker because everybody's talking about the fact that the Undertaker. Um, Damn, that's two more women than have ever been interested in Brandon. <laughs> uh, I like that. Guys, hit a thumbs up if women aren't comment. interested in Brandon. Yeah. Um, but- wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Made me laugh. But anyway, um, I got, I, again, we go back to like how people addressed Pat Patterson's death. I didn't like how people were with The Undertaker's retirement. And there's people in the chat. I'm not going to call them out, but you know, I'm just going to say my opinion is different there are a lot of people go well undertaker retired a lot the, a lot and and how do we believe him this time and it's like when did undertaker retire when is undertaker officially retired mm. Brandon, tell me tell me tell me and gra- give me the right. scenarios that were perceived as perceived. retirement 
uh, was it? I think it was at the mania when he took his, you know, took the hat off and stuff, and he left it in the middle I of the cried. rain. We were yeah. there. We were there live. Brandon couldn't. Brandon's bowels were going crazy apparently, <laughs> and uh, my my mic went quiet apparently. Why is my white mic going quiet? Okay, it's okay. Can you all hear me now? Yeah. So yes. So let's talk. Um. So we were there at WrestleMania 33, and I cried like a baby because. 1990 i was a year old and so i've literally seen the undertaker's entire career so if i can cry during wrestlemania 33 and still accept right now as the undertaker's retirement you all don't have a place to say oh well the undertaker's retired before because i should be scorned crying that this man was retiring when he really didn't and the thing is the reason I believe that this time mm-hmm. is because the last he, couple it was actually announced uh, right. that he would have a farewell ceremony. And I'm like, everyone's like, well, I don't know if this is the one. And I'm like, guys, guys, it's not like, why do people work themselves so badly with stuff like this? Like, yes, the Undertaker character has teased it a little bit, like with that WrestleMania 33 where he put the hat down and stuff. It was almost like symbolism. He kissed his wife. But... Only now have they officially said at the end of a documentary, he said, well, that's it. That's the end of my career. And now they said, well, this is the Undertaker's farewell. And then he comes out Survivor Series and he says, it's time for me to let the Undertaker rest in peace. These were words actually escaped his mouth. So he's never officially said those things. There has just been symbolism that he might leave. And there's been a couple times where he didn't know he was coming back. WrestleMania 28 didn't know he was coming back after that whole uh, thing with Triple H and Shawn Michaels at the top of the ramp. People didn't know if he was coming back or not. And he came back. Okay. So those moments, those genuine moments are because, yes, he treated every match as it may be his last match. But this is the first official time that he said, look, and again, it's like I feel like people aren't looking in context clues. His brother died the day before they filmed the Boneyard match. You know, there's things that happened in his personal life. Obviously, COVID's in the world. He literally said on the documentary, it's different now. I see the value in my family. I need to, I need to go home. And so for anyone to disrespect The Undertaker and say, well, this is not a retirement. It's like, okay, you, you all just want to hate on The Undertaker because <laughs> it's kind of like when you and your girlfriend have said, okay, we're broken up. Or you and your boyfriend, we're broken up now after a fight. And then so you keep getting back together, kind of like I did with my girlfriend after the Royal Rumble 2015. (laughs) You had to smooth things out. I had to smooth things out. We had to take a walk at Northdale Park. We had to say, yo, baby, baby, listen, listen, there's nothing going on between us, baby. Because apparently I spit game like Dusty Rhodes, by the way. There's nothing going on with us, baby. I only got feelings for you. Wow. Ended up having a child with my ex, but that's a whole <laughs> different story for a different day. This is how he does it. He smooths things out, and then he's got a kid. Yeah. Wonderful and She's thing. amazing. We put up the Christmas yeah. tree this week, and uh, the Christmas star, and I, I feel like the best dad in the world. <laughs> I had to talk with my dad. I had to lay, like, without going into too much of my personal life, I had to yeah. lay down some ground rules to my dad, had to lay down ground rules for baby mama, and tell them kind uh. of what's going on. I said, it doesn't matter what you feel. 
matters what that child feels. It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what you feel. I said, at the end of the day, we're all her family. And for y'all to put your egos into this is not cool. So, so I had to be that person. I mean, you know me, Brandon. I can always kind of take that step outside and not like come in with my my opinion uh-huh. necessarily. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Dusty could have helped me. Could you imagine? You're the only one for me, baby girl. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hollis, Hollis says, yeah. Kenny, they're nothing more than keyboard warriors that assume they're they are relevant, but they aren't. I agree. I agree. But you know, I will say again, not outing them. There's some people in this chat that had a, that opinion, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. I'm addressing it. You know. Uh, but what were you saying, Brandon? No, I was gonna say, will it still count if like, okay, like the Undertaker's dead man is retired, but he could still come back as like the so, badass or like. So a let's talk character. about let's talk about that. That's why he's retired. That's again, it Undertaker's actually shed the kayfabe that he has held on for thirty years. Undertaker is actually um, actually gone. Like the uh, the character, of the Undertaker is gone. Like we've seen more Mark Calloway. He's addressed himself as Mark Calloway. He's done interviews as Mark Calloway. Um, it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like, um, but you know, he was on the Stone Cold um, Broken Skull sessions again, and uh, they asked him. They said, you know, or Stone Cold said, you know, do you feel like you shouldn't have done that? And he's like, there's a part of me that feels like I should have just protected the business. You know, Austin's like, yeah, but you know, you have a whole second career, and I agree with that. Now he has a whole second career to be able to tell the stories that he wasn't able to tell because he was so involved in this Undertaker character. Now he has a whole like, like it's so interesting hearing like seeing pictures of him like you know doing a promo with Paul Bear and he's like rest and fuck this shit you know like it just go <laughs> like break character and you start seeing this human side to the Undertaker and start you start to realize Mark Calloway is a better man than the Undertaker ever was like Mark Calloway is a lot more interesting than the Undertaker character that's to tell you like th- this man was special. And, um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, it's cool, man. It's cool. And there's a reason why, you know, The Undertaker has a 15-year contract with WWE, you know? That's the kind of respect that he has. Everybody's saying Mean Mark mean Mark Callis to uh, AEW. Oh, my God. Uh, you guys are ridiculous. Uh, but we'll get it, we'll get yeah. into some AEW debuts in a little bit. But, but what are you going to say, Brandon? Yeah, I was going to say, what did you think about sort of the actual, you know, final farewell? You know, they brought out, you know, the legends all came out to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weird that the legends were in there and then they randomly disappeared. <laughs> it was like, why'd they even come out? Like, come like out the was... he was like, he was like, all right, get them out of the ring. It's, it's like literally, like now. you come yeah. to find out that like they were supposed to have a segment where they talked about the Undertaker and then <laughs> Undertaker sitting back there and go and go, they're taking away from my spotlight, brother. Get them the fuck out of my ring. But then it was, uh, I was, I was clowning Kane uh, so badly because it was like everybody else came in in like business casual and then Kane came out in like full gear. Like he came out with the mask and stuff and it was like, why the fuck did Kane come out? And I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it was like, it looked ridiculous because everybody else, it looked like Brandon like randomly showing up in sting paint for the podcast. Like, you know, it's just like, what? who told this guy to do that? Uh, no, just talking about Brandon doing white face, Kyle. <laughs> Brandon, why are you doing white face? This isn't white face. This is this is Sting. This is Sting face. All right. The cro- I thought it was crow face, Brandon. Yeah, or crow face. <laughs> One of the two. But yeah, what, what, what was this? Now people were were disappointed about Bray Wyatt not making an appearance. We'll get into that, but let me, oh, okay. Brandon, let's 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 play your little Manscaped song because oh, I actually got a lot of yes. got a lot of feedback 
Uh, everybody yeah. was like, hey, your freaking Manscaped song is amazing. Brandon can sing. I was like, yes, y'all y'all don't realize that Brandon's like a really good singer. And Brandon's not even trying on the damn Manscaped song. I've heard Brandon actually sing, and it's a lot better than this. But since you all enjoy it so much, let's play. Getting ready for a date. Now I'm in the zone. But I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nicks and cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too. Every sleepless night. Got too much hair down there. I need to mow it down. Gotta stay clean to bear. But there's a better way. And now I can shave these things. This much I know is true. Use Manscaped to shave your pubes and you'll be silky smooth. That's a clean shave, guys. I can tell you Diego, from experience. Diego says I need to mow it down, so we should probably do that. <laughs> mow it down! I can't do it. I sound like, more, like Luna Vachon more than freaking, uh, holy crap, but yeah. Lighters up, everybody says Kyle. <laughs> I sound like Luna Vachon. Kyle knows about my Luna Vachon impression. Go listen to Apron Bump, the episode with me. Actually, Matt Ritter, not Riddler, by the way. <laughs> Matt Ritter has been on uh, that show. He's on the latest episode. But yes, uh, shit, what song did I say I wanted Brandon to cover? I don't remember. Yeah, Matt Ritter said he wanted you to cover a song. Oh, so oh, we'll I have to, song if you remember covers? it, well, I'll make Brandon do it live. We'll, we'll oh, have him do it live snap. on here. Uh, you know. By the way, people <laughs> on uh, on... Instagram says I am from India. Thank you for watch for watching us. We actually had no joke, uh, on Instagram for a little bit during that manscaped uh, Big Boss Man's daughter who follows us on Instagram uh, <laughs> <Okay>. actually <laughs> yeah, actually yes. jumped on. Uh, she's an awesome person. She did an interview That's back awesome. in the, back in the day. We gotta get her, maybe we get her on this podcast. Talk about yeah. her dad. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting back into it. Um, one thing I wanted to say in regards because I know you asked me about the fiend. Yeah. Um, but I will say, did you all notice uh, during that segment when the Legends came out, everybody who was a 2020 Hall of Famer was announced as a Hall of Famer? Was supposed yeah. to be, I should say. Was supposed to have a, be inducted at the 2020 Hall of Fame. So I'm wondering if they're just going to skip the ceremony and call these people Hall of Famers. For example, JBL came out and they said, WWE Hall of Famer John Bradshaw Layfield. WWE Hall of Famer Kevin, or they, oh no, specifically they said two-time Hall of Famer Kevin Nash, and so I'm like, two-time meaning that he went in with the NWO, which was supposed to happen in 2020 in Tampa. So it's like, are they going to have a ceremony for these guys? I don't know, but just for the official record, they are in the Hall of Fame, which means the Bella Twins are Hall of Famers officially, guys. <laughs> Brandon's yeah, going crazy I'm, right now because the I'm Bella Twins, the I'm Bella, out. they're gonna do it pregnant too. They're gonna they're not, take that, Kenny. They're not pregnant. They're not pregnant. They're gonna do it again. Brandon, nine months is nine months. They they've had the babies. They can't wrestle pregnant, and they've already had the babies. So they're not still pregnant after fucking eighteen months, Brandon. Do you even understand the female body, like in in any way, shape, or form? I'm learning. Okay. 
Guys on Instagram who are, are commenting, jump on YouTube. Hit a thumbs up. Chat with us. We're having fun in the chat right now. But yes, Brandon is so excited that the Bella Twins are Hall of Famers. But getting back to your question, this is what I didn't understand. For everybody's vitriol and for everybody saying, The Undertaker is never going to be retired. All of a sudden, they're like, I wish the Fiend would come out and attack him. What the fuck do you want? Do you want this guy to retire? He's already fought Bray Wyatt. But everyone's like, yeah, but he didn't fight the Fiend. Uh. And then I said, there's only one guy he would come out of retirement for. And that's Sting. There's only one guy... And I was like, Sting ain't coming to w- back to WWE because they removed all his products and stuff like that. You know that meant something. And by God, it did mean something after this week. Oh, yes, it did. But Brandon, anything we want to talk about before we get into, I guess, our main event, talking about Sting? Before we get into our main well, event. Well, we got a double main event, I guess, because we, gotta, we definitely just got to talk about AEW in general. Right, right, right. Oh, yes. Oh, I, will, I did want to bring up... Uh, that the uh what was it it was a segment with mjf and jericho the the, the, the like the singing you know, bit you know i oh that was a long time ago what yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. it was a long time ago but i saw it, it was Why funny the hell did you bring that up when well, it happened <laughs> well because it, it it just popped up we when talked I was about that stuff. on an episode oh okay, okay. all right <laughs> no, all right brandon. Well, brandon's like five well, episodes behind say, but brandon, i'm like behind. brandon's like you know i i do i do <laughs> want to talk about you know the undertaker going 10 and 0 at wrestlemania 18 against rick flair you know it's just it's just oh. i feel like we need to discuss this you know I'm just saying. I think it was the New York Times or somebody. They were like, they were like, sort of praising the segment or, or giving a lot of praise, I guess, to MJF in particular, you know, for his performance in it. Right. So it's like that's kind of cool that, like, you know, even though a lot of people sort of shit on the segment and were like, God damn, it was on a TV. Like at least you know, there were some people outside. You know, I always sort say, of the rest regardless of, the of AEW or WWE, that's what I'm saying. You see, you you prove my point, which is a lot of sometimes these segments are not necessarily for us; they're for the general crowd. And the fact that the New York Times was able to pick up on something and say, you know what, I don't fucking watch wrestling, but, you know, this segment would hit it out of the park. That's what you want. You want to bring in more fans. Ultimately, guys, it's not about us. It's about bringing in new fans. If you don't bring in new fans to a wrestling fandom, the company's not going to survive. You know, so you have to find a way to bring in new fans. And AEW has done a very good job of that, uh, in my opinion. Um, I mean, shit, after this episode, they cracked, what, 918 or something like that, 1,000 to yeah, NXT 600,000. Uh, that Will is, they hit the milli I week, think I they'll hit the milli. I said that. I said I think they'll hit a mill next week because now they have an, a, a thing advertised. Um, yeah. But let's talk. I mean, um, well, I had something to say. I don't even remember, but oh, well, whatever. Um, let's get into Sting. Um, this was, man... Who saw this one coming? Who in their right mind could tell me in this chat right now that you saw this coming? Because if you can tell me you saw this coming, I'll call you a damn liar. I did. That's why I have that face paint ready <laughs> for the show. So, Brandon, the show aired already. What? Yeah. So, I was ready for it. All right. My thing is, uh, you know, I did pose a question um, to a lot of people, which was, which one shocked you more, Sting or Edge? And everybody showed me their bias the majority of people they literally either said edge was rumored to be in stanford connecticut and all of this stuff was rumored uh he was not a surprise sting shocked me or they said well wwe had pulled sting's merchandise and it was obvious that he was going to aew because why would they have done that 
and et cetera, et cetera. And it was like, guys, I agree with you. All these rumors existed, but you can't shit on the other one being predictable. The one you don't like being predictable because of all these dirt sheet reports, because I, I, you all don't remember what it was like in the, in the moment. Uh, so Matt Ritter says he wants a Kenny and cream rendition would be, uh, like peaches and cream 311. <laughs> Uh, would Kenny be appropriate. Yeah. That was horrible. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it back. It's been a while. Stuff that no, I'm gonna talk to yeah. you. No, 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 but you know, people people have their biases. We all do. We're all human beings. We all have our biases. Again, I try to take a step outside, but of course, I have my biases too. Um, a lot of people, again, were saying, you know, the this one was predictable, but this one wasn't. To me, right, trying to take a step outside, they were both really shocking for different reasons. And everybody can sit there and say, well, Edge was spotted in Stamford, Connecticut, and this. Okay, yeah, but he shot a wrestling show for the WWE Network in Stamford. Yeah, he was taking testing with with. Um, uh, their doctor, WWE's doctor, but that was no indication of if he was cleared or not. The fact was, Edge was out for nine years. It was very, very uh, unlikely that Edge was coming back. Mm. So when Edge's music hits, I mean, go check YouTube. I think there's a the reaction video of me. I freak out. Like, it's Edge! It's Edge! Holy shit! Because, again, so you see it with your own eyes. You don't necessarily believe it. And guys who were, were here new, uh, before we end the episode, we're getting into our last final topics. Please hit that like and subscribe button right now because winter is coming. And yeah, so it was like Edge was shocking because it was like, holy crap, he actually came back. WWE's doctors actually cleared him. On that same token, Sting had been rumored to go to AEW for months. <laughs> Everything pro wrestling. It's Brandon! <laughs> In the It's Sting, Tony Schiavone voice. Yes. Um, Sting had been rumored to go to AEW, but who in their right mind actually saw him coming? Yeah, WWE pulled his merchandise, but like nothing was happening. There was no inkling. In today's day and age, nothing leaked about Sting coming to AEW. And so you have Darby Allin in the ring. You have Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, Arn Anderson getting the beat down. Dustin Rhodes. And out comes freaking Sting. Mikey Ruckus, by the way, did an amazing theme, but let's get into Sting's themes in a little bit. I, I do want to talk about Sting's themes, but yeah, out comes Sting and uh, goosebumps, just absolute goosebumps, because did not see that coming. So it was more shocking in the sense of like edges. You had a feeling, but you're like, oh, there's no way. Sting's was like just completely out of left field. So it was just a different kind of emotion of like, I just did not see that coming. And Sting is so good at subtleties. So good at subtleties. And this was actually pointed out to me by a friend. Um, Sting walks in. He looks at Arn Anderson, looks at Cody Rhodes. Uh, who did he look at next? What was the order? Did he look at Darby? He looked at somebody else before, I think. It was like... Oh, Dustin. Dustin, obviously. So he looked at Arn, he looked at Dustin, he looked at Cody, and then he looked at Darby. And again, he pointed out a subtlety that Sting did. He went through the generations mm. as if to say, Arn, me and you've had our problems. 
And so Arn's looking confused. Then you went to Dustin as if like, hey, you made a hell of a career for yourself. Then you went to Cody and he kind of leaned in like, hey, little guy, kind of like that motion. Almost to say, hey, buddy, you're all grown up. Look at you. And then he looked at Darby. What's Darby? The future. And he stared at him the longest as if to say, you're the, you're the guy. And there was a lot that things said without saying it, which was so damn cool. Like, not a lot of legends can do that. Like, Brandon, stare at me right now. Like, you, you can't do that. Wow. Anyway, but it was just such an amazing moment, guys. And tell me what you were feeling when Sting, uh, when Sting debuted. I mean, he had the easily the most sales in 2020 in one day after after <laughs> debuting. Shirts. After debuting. Holy shit, man. Did not see that coming. And, man, one thing I'll say, though. Because me and a friend actually really assessed the Sting character. Maybe, hey, maybe yeah. we'll do an episode on Sting one day. But something about Sting that I said personally, and maybe this will get me heat. I didn't actually like the song that Mikey Ruckus wrote for Sting. Now, let me explain why. W- I don't like the WWE song either. I feel like AEW and WWE are trying to go back to 1997 and bring out Crow Sting. And the problem with Crow Sting is that it was not as around as long as some people think. Crow Sting was only around for like a year. And Crow Sting, Sting had already moved way past that when WCW had died. Mm. You know who got it right? TNA. TNA got Sting right because Sting had gone back to that like high energy kind of character, but still kind of maintaining that Sting, uh, sorry, that Crow presence. And they wrote him a song that was more like Metallica Seek and Destroy. They got it right because that was the high octane Sting, the amazing Sting. And I'm not one that puts over TNA songs versus WWE, but I think they got it right on that. And so, like I said, I think they keep trying to hark back to the Sting 1997 <laughs> Wolfpack Brandon next week. Oh uh, my god, you Brandon's like already <laughs> like, man, my fans want it. I gotta, I gotta do it. it. I gotta it. do it. Um, and and so people are asking me here, and people, this is gonna be weird. I don't think like, everybody calls me a WWE mark, and you're this to tell you I'm fair. Matt Ritter asks, what was better? Ruckus's theme, his AEW theme, WWE's theme, or Metallica Seek and Destroy? And I think Metallica Seek and Destroy wins, in my opinion. Because that... Dun, 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 it was dark enough for, like, the Crow character, but it was, like, high-octane, flat-top sting. Like, what he developed into, gone back, and, the, you know, the screaming. So it fit to me. That's why I like the TNA song, too. Because, yes, yeah, Sting TNA was a beautiful blend of Surfer and Crow Sting. Exactly what I'm getting at. He had evolved into this hybrid of his characters where that's who he was. So to me, he seemed awkward in WWE. I get it because they wanted to make you feel like Sting was in his prime, per se. They wanted to bring him in like this was the 90s. But Sting was Sting was past that. And so I, I, I don't think that that was the right move in WWE even. You know, in hindsight, obviously at the time I was marking out. But in hindsight, I'm like, ah, I don't think that was the right idea to bring him in like that. And then sure enough, we know his WWE career faltered. Now, fast forward to his AW career. Again, same thing. It's like he's coming out in that Crow character with the winter and the, the snow. And it's a beautiful visual. I don't want anyone to think I'm saying anything's wrong with it. It's an amazing visual. I feel like it was a rib by Mother Nature, by the way. Freaking AEW has an event called Winter is Coming. 
and it's the coldest day in Florida for 2020. It was like literally like 40 degrees outside. Might even been colder. And literally everyone's like shivering outside at Daly's place. Which I would have accepted that weather because that means everybody's ass wasn't smelling as bad as it was at Fight for the Fall in that one time in freaking 90 degree weather. But not only that, but Sting, freaking Sting has uh, snow. <laughs> so Sting's getting pelted with water in like 30 degree weather. Like what a rib on Sting, man. Like I'm sure like it, even though he doesn't show it, I'm sure he was cold. <laughs> right. That was probably freezing. But anyway, back to it. Mikey Ruckus wrote him a beautiful piece of music that, again, I feel was a Sting 1997 character. Oh. Winter came all over Kenny's screen. Yes. Yes, let's take winter off if you want. There we go. Look, now we're nice and clear. You happy? Uh, but, um, yeah, I would have liked if it was more of, like, the electric guitar, if it was more of a hybrid Sting. Like, Sting is 61 years old. He's not that guy anymore. You know what I mean? What's interesting, by the way, he's listed on the active roster. He's not listed under managers. He's not listed on anything. Sting has a record. He has a record, though. As in, like, it's also zeros, obviously. But if you go to AEW's website, he has a record. So that makes me believe he might wrestle. Which is crazy. Like you said, 61. Which is... I have a problem... With all the WWE, the people who hate a uh, people who love AEW, that shit on WWE and said we don't want to see the fucking Undertaker. He's too old. But then they marked out when Sting came yeah. in. Yeah, they marked out when Sting came in, and it's so it's not the ages I have the problem with because I'm like I just fucking like to see Goldberg, Undertaker, and Sting. It's a pro. It, it's how people don't understand that they're shitting on 58 year old men, and then a 61 year old man comes into their favorite company and they're like, yeah. It's like, okay, you're, you're full of shit. How do you not see that all of it's awesome? Uh, Hunter says, Sting shouldn't be back. He's on a full-time multi-year contract, 61, and there's a reason he was never cleared by WWE. Something horrible is destined to happen. Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, I kind of want to see him in a match or two because I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I feel like they can make it work. I don't feel like Sting should be taken. See, the problem is everybody forgets this. This again, my opinion. He shouldn't have been doing what he was doing in the Seth Rollins match. He was trying really hard to hang with Seth Rollins, whether whoever booked that, whether that was the agent's fault, whether that was Sting's fault. There was a lot of high spots going on in there. And I feel like with someone like Sting, when he was in WWE in his first WWE title match, I get it. I get that he was trying to show off and show the Sting of old, but we saw what happened. And to me, that was not necessarily Sting's fault. If he's protected in AEW, I don't necessarily feel like there is a problem. If he hits some of, of the, you know, the splashes in the corner and takes a clothesline or two, that's fine. But should he be taking a buckle bomb? No. Should he be going through a barricade? No. Should he be taking a superplex off the top rope? No. But there is a way. Sting, especially in AEW, which is not a knock, you have room for a character like Sting to do most of the offense. You know, because like, okay, you got some of this yeah. younger talent, like Sting should, could lay in, lay in his stuff, and the younger talent just takes the bumps. There's a way to do it, guys. You know, and I trust that Sting um, will protect himself. 
But then again, I, I saw a point and, and I never really thought about it. It was like the last person, a last person uh, that should be talking about their health is a wrestler themselves because they'll always want to do it despite their health. And I was like, man, that's actually a really good assessment because imagine you're in that situation. You're 61 years old. You got this new company. You're like, man, I can go. I can go. You know, you always feel, feel like you the can. need that you need to. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you think maybe he should work with first, man? Like Cody or maybe Darby Allen first? Well, that, well, that's the thing. You know, I think it leads up to. I mean, we're seeing what Team Taz versus Cody, Darby, and um, Sting. That would be what I would do because then again, you have a situation where Sting doesn't really need to bump a lot. You know, he can kind of come in for the spots. Again, this is actually a good way to point it out. Bret Hart in 2010. Bret Hart in 2010 did not take one damn bump because he'd had, uh, you know, his stroke and things like that. But he came in and gave you the best to Bret Hart, you know. Sting is not even at that level. You know, obviously he, his health is better than him having a stroke in 2000 uh, or like Bret Hart did. So my point is, you know... Imagine the pop when Darby just finally goes and slaps Sting's hand and Sting comes in, hits the chest, yells, hits a couple clothesline, does the splash, uh, splash in the corner, it, yeah. hits the like the death drop, and then puts somebody in the scorpion death lock. The place will come unglued and then, you know, he could get attacked, roll out of the ring and that's it without ever having really taken a bump. The worst bump he would have taken was his own move, which was the Scorpion Death Lock, or <laughs> the Death Drop, sorry. Okay. So I'm saying there's a way to do this. Do I think that Sting is going to wrestle Cody Rhodes in a 30-man Iron Man match? No, <laughs> absolutely not. But that's what we want. And then look, Hunter says, what if they have Taz come out of retirement and have him face Sting? Yes, no, wait. please. ECW One Night Stand 2006. Uh, Taz was advertised for a match after having severe neck problems. What did Taz do? He came in, he choked out Jerry the King Lawler and called it a day. That was his quote-unquote match. So there are ways to do this, and I have faith that AEW wouldn't fuck Sting up, especially with the press that they're getting. There's a lot of eyes on AEW right now. 913,000 to be exact. And you know what's funny? I, I went on, I went on uh, Twitter, man. Twitter is so funny. I went on uh, Twitter and said, wow, 913,000, you know, proof that Sting's a draw. And of course, people come in and go, until they have fans in the seats, you won't know if he's a draw. And then other people said, what, for an unadvertised appearance, how can he be a draw? A draw is defined as someone who puts asses in seats. A draw is defined as someone who makes money for a company. A draw is a guy that people want to see. You don't think when fucking Sting showed up on AEW that people didn't tune in for that? Show me the quarterly hour breakdown, and I promise you that it was probably seven, eight hundred thousand for Winter is Coming, which is a good, respectable number, but the minute Sting's ass appeared on there, I promise you went up to that nine hundred thousand. You know why I know that? Because I was one of those people that tuned in when I heard Sting was was going on. <laughs> I was not watching wrestling live. I was with my daughter and I was putting on a star on the tree and doing Christmas lights. And I said, I will watch AEW later. I look on Twitter and I see the name Sting and I see AEW and I tuned my ass in right away because I said, fucking Sting is on AEW. So when I'm saying that Sting is a draw, there's a fucking reason for that. It's common sense. Draw doesn't mean... People gotta show up to the arena. It means that it's fucking Sting. Hmm. It pissed me off because a lot of people were trying to explain wrestling to me as if I don't know the terms. Sting is a oh, draw. Wow. Period. 
Sting's YouTube video crossed 1.5 mil. So more people watch Sting's YouTube video than they watch the actual show. That's to tell you how popular Sting is. Um, I didn't tune in at the time, but I watched afterwards. That's what I'm saying. Everybody rolled in when they could. When they found out Sting was on AEW, they're like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Let me tune in. And then a lot of people were saying like, oh, but does that mean that you don't think Moxley and uh, Omega drew? And I said, no, 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 no. People tuned in once Sting was there and they stayed for Moxley and Omega. Moxley and Omega had a really good storyline going in. But did they have 913,000 going in? I don't think so. I don't think AEW gets enough credit for this one. Do you notice that they put the bigger stars halfway through the show and they put maybe a, I don't want to say a smaller storyline, but they put the, the newer guys at the end? Do you not notice that? Mm. They almost do something to make noise in the middle of the show so that you stay tuned in and then they show you the next generation towards the end. Because remember, Will Hobbs turned at the end of Dynamite once, even though we had like the Young Bucks and stuff in the middle. Like they do things in a certain way, which I always really like. Because to me, it's almost like tune in for the older talent, stay for the younger talent. And then that puts more eyes on the younger talent. I, I feel like it's a very good formula as opposed to Raw, which it builds to the main event guys sometimes. But it's a risk. I understand why WWE right. does it the way. Because it's a risk putting the like the big stuff in the middle and then people might tune out. But I think it works for AEW. But but anyway, getting back to it. Um Yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega and John Moxley. That's a it's a whole that is a topic oh, we'll end on. Damn. Because that is uh holy shit. The whole landscape of the wrestling industry is changing. Let me say this right publicly. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with the wrestling industry right now, sweetheart, it's not me, it's you. Okay? Ooh. Because there is no reason to hate the wrestling industry right now. Tell me, somebody tell me something. Is there a reason to hate the wrestling industry right now in the chat? Because I think everybody, every company, every division of a company is firing on all cylinders. NXT is amazing right now. NXT is going into war games, and NXT is amazing. For the first time, I don't remember, at least I don't remember in my lifetime, we got freaking war games. Uh, the babyface team has the advantage on the women's side of things, women's war games. I've never seen a situation where the babyface team has the advantage of war games. It was an ongoing joke that <laughs> the freaking uh, heel team always won the advantage so that they'd be pounding on the heels or on the babyfaces. But um, yeah, we're t- <laughs> everybody's saying, yo, Kenny, congrats on winning the title. Yes, I saw all the tweets that said Kenny won the title. <laughs> I can tell you I did the not cleaner. win a title. I did not win a title. I was in bed. Uh, when Kenny Omega <laughs> won that title, okay? But anyway, um, yeah, so Fernando says WWE and AEW are going to be very big in 2021. I agree with that. There's like literally, we can have, and here's the thing, it's just like our children or our friends, right? We can point out little flaws. Like, you know how many flaws I can point out about Brandon? So many. But hey. at the end of the day, there's more good than there is bad Flawless about wrestling. Right okay. About yeah. wrestling. And so, yeah, so right now, if your problem is, if you have a problem with the wrestling business, you're talking about, well, Undertaker's not retired. Oh, Sting, Sting shouldn't be in AEW. It's like, you're the problem, guys. You are absolutely the problem. It is not the product they are putting on. They're putting on amazing, amazing products. Um, even freaking Impact has something going on right now. I mean, uh, what I'm saying is like Impact was like on the up and up, but now it's just like a shot in the arm right here. Uh, I thought this was really well done. I don't know about you, Brandon, but I, I know the importance of uh, Don Callis. I mean, 
Uh, he's been amazing. Yes, and Teddy, we I pointed that out already. Yes, Sting's merch broke a single day record at Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes, that is uh, amazing. Uh, which is the proof is in the pudding. Everybody can tweet their hateful things. Oh, Sting's sixty one years old. Sting broke a single Sell day record at Pro Wrestling Tees. There's a reason for that. Sting is a draw again. I use that term. Well, it's just t-shirts, Kenny. It's not. He didn't put asses in seats. It's indicative of him putting asses in seats. If he sells the fucking most t-shirts in a single day at ProWrestlingTees.com. Again, it's like, how do you not see? use your head and just see that he's a draw? Is that my terms? <laughs> is Brandon going to watch Impact? Yeah, this, this is a funny part. Brandon's such a such a Impact mark, yet like he he doesn't freaking know what's going on in this storyline. Hey, you well, know let's what? Talk, let's talk. Let's talk. Go ahead, Brandon. What are you going You know what? That's that's an interesting uh, point that Fernando brings up. I'm I'm interested in the thing. Will there be a little bump here for Impact? You know, now that we got the storyline sort of converging with each other. Right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the ratings, like if they do get a little bit of bump, and that's cool for for everybody, and cool for you know uh, TNA Impact. Uh, I I think it's kind of cool what AEW is doing, uh, how they're kind of able to work with different promotions, you know, and still do stuff around. They're not just you know cut off by themselves, and I guess that's their way they can sort of grow their business that way, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, and anyway. let me comment on this on this right here. Um, it's not that Sting shouldn't be an AEW, but I'd want to see him in a role similar to Taz or Arn Anderson. And guys, this is what I said to a lot of people. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about the fact that today Sting is an AEW. And focus on the fact that um, that's a huge thing, regardless of what role he's in, whether he's producing, whether he's wrestling, whether he's a manager. Uh, the way I said it was, if you're worried about all the garbage you'll have to take out about Christmas day uh, after Christmas day, you'll miss the magic of Christmas itself. And it's like, just focus on the fact that things here don't care what he's doing, but it's a huge move and don't go past that. And I eventually think he will go into a manager role, but I think he's going to wrestle a match or two before he gets there. My opinion and then, you know, he'll be part of the Nightmare family or whatever, you know. Uh, that's my opinion. But yeah, exactly. So that's this Dr. NXT Scorpio. That I'm curious where this partnership plays out. Yes, that's how you should be. You know, that again, how you are about the impact partnership is how you should be about Sting. Don't worry about the logistics. Just worry about the fact that it's happening. Um, so getting into it. Um, so again, to recap, Kenny Omega wins the AEW championship with shenanigans because of Don Callis hits John Moxley with the uh, microphone. Hits like four V triggers or maybe even five. And then finally hits a one wicked angel and wins the world title. All is right in the wrestling world because I like the fact that a non WWE person is now the world champion. Kenny Omega is arguably one of the biggest stars that's ever not touched WWE. And I like the build of them putting it on Jericho, putting it on a Moxley who had a good run COVID aside, because obviously he couldn't really there's stuff that couldn't happen with the way the world is, but then Kenny Omega beating John Moxley, even with shenanigans, it just like puts him on a different level. Now it's like, Oh, this guy's the best bout machine. This is, this is the, the cleaner Kenny Omega that we forgot about. And that in itself was intriguing of like, Holy shit. Kenny Omega is the world champion. 
Then we get them running away, which I don't know if you noticed the, the subtlety here. I, Kenny Omega kind of messed up. He tried to go through the heel ramp. And then Don Cal grabs him and says, no, we got to go this way. And you go through the babyface ramp. And the reason they did that was because Tony Khan was closer to the babyface ramp. And Tony Khan's looking at them like, what the fuck are you doing kind of thing. So they needed that visual. But the point is, they're running out. And then, like, my ears, like, deceived me, you know? It felt like for a second. And... You know, every, I'm sure everybody else is did when they when he catches them and says, um, "What do you you know? What, what's what's with this partnership?" And they go, "Well, we'll tell you about it Tuesday night." They're like, "Dynamite's on Wednesday," and he's like, "Yeah, we'll right. tell you on on Impact." And it was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, again, like, I, yeah, what were you saying, bro? <laughs> no, no, it's like yeah, because it's almost like oh, maybe it got moved for something. You know, they moved on Wednesday. Yeah, and like you, you, it, 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 yeah, it's like when the like, Undertaker streak yeah. ended, and we were just sitting yeah. there and going like, wait, wait, what the fuck? And, yeah. and and April says these storylines are too short. I I almost disagree because like I I I always like the attitude era is like bang, 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 bang. Like I like that everything was always flowing. And I always felt like it should move at a fast pace because especially in today's world with our TikToks and our, you know, I sound like an old guy. With our TikToks and our, our, <laughs> our Pop-Tarts and our, our, our Moon Pies, um, everything moves so fast that, like, why are we going to have this drawn-out storyline? We, we say, people always say, oh, we want long-term storylines, but when they happen, people are like, Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins have been fighting for six months. This is a boring storyline. And I know damn well half of you in the chat said that shit, so don't even try me. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio shouldn't be fine. So when they give us fucking long-term storylines, you all want it to end. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I like the... Again, I'm, I'm kind of more of a fan of the Bang Bang storylines. You know, happen, happen quickly and kind of move it forward. I like that. Uh, but Diego called me Boomer Kenny. <laughs> okay. Boomer. Uh. Whatever you say, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all miss me dancing if you're listening in audio land uh but yeah no no i was saying i think this partnership is cool because it's like it, it just intrigues my mind it's like where the fuck is this going and you know there's a part of me that's you know the wrestling purist and i'm like this is either going to be the biggest move that aew's ever made or the stupidest move that aew's ever made because mm -hmm. this can go one of two ways Either this is going to make AEW seem like the big time and also mean that they have th these pool of talents from other companies that they're allowed to bring in and it's going to help the business because everybody's going to come up with AEW or it's going to damn AEW by making them seem a little bit Bush League. Mm. Here's something people don't think about. I don't think it's a fucking coincidence that Sting showed up on the episode where they did that with Impact. Because, literally, they can't seem Bush League because Sting came in. So it's like, it was like a clever de devised plan that they put the big, one of the biggest names in pro wrestling at the same time that they're working with, for all intents and purposes, a smaller promotion. Because now if people tune in from Impact or, you know, or if they see that they're helping this smaller company... People can come in and go, wait, that's fucking Sting. Sting is in AEW. Obviously, they're not Bush League because they have Sting. So I think, I think it was ingenious. And one thing I'll also say, just to defend him, a lot of people were clowning Tony Khan because Tony <laughs> Khan had said that the entire... What was it? I have like, it as the name of the episode here. It's literally like the, the, ba yeah. the balance of power... power. 
will shift in professional wrestling. And a lot of people that remember, if you remember that night, Pac came out. So Pac came out and everybody was like, this is the balance of power that shifted. And I remember telling people, guys, he's talking about the rest of the year in that tweet. Not, not the one episode of Dynamite. He was talking about the rest of the year. Now we see what the fuck Tony Khan was talking about. Because he was talking about Sting. Because he was talking about the relationship with Impact Wrestling. Going into 2021, Tony Khan delivered. The power has completely shifted in professional wrestling. Because I can't... I don't remember... Being this excited for professional wrestling in a long time because there's so many anomalies here. There's so many dynamics. We don't know what's going on, and I'd like it that way. Dr. NXT Scorpio says, does NXT Tech also, te- uh, sorry, does NWA also technically have a partnership with AEW? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're working together too. So again, AEW is bringing up these companies. They're having, uh, it's smart because they're not necessarily having to pay contracts to these people and bring and bringing them in but they're getting to kind of mix things up i wouldn't be surprised if the good brothers show up in aew you know and again yeah everybody thought he was talking he was just joking they were clowning tony khan of like yeah look at this mark you know like he's just a mark for his own company tony (laughs) khan had this all in the works while we were all sitting there talking shit so for the love of god tony khan has delivered brandon Brandon. Yes. Yes. Two years ago, December 2018, do you remember the state of the wrestling business? Oh, man. Two Bobby Lashley, yeah. Christmas matches. Do you remember December 2018? We started doing, we were, um, what, six months into the, no, not two, three months into the podcast. We started doing other episodes on older events because oh, we literally oh, yeah. were like, Ross sucked this week. Smackdown suck this week. There's nothing to talk about in professional wrestling. We're going to sit there and jerk each other off for two hours. Like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? So we started doing like the invasion angle. We started talking about other things. December 2018. Brandon, do you agree with me on this? December in general, we used to always kind of coast on professional wrestling. We would almost stop watching professional wrestling. And we'd almost be like, all right, it'll pick back up going into WrestleMania season. Now... AEW has injected the wrestling business with new life. December has like been the most exciting month of 2020 because there's so many anomalies here. I like, are you tuned in on Tuesday? Because I know damn well I am. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. So I'm tuned in on Tuesday. I got to give even, credit. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're more than welcome to come over. I'll watch it. I want to watch it with you. You know what I mean? This is like historic oh, moment. Sweet. You know, I mean, the fact that Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion, is showing up. On freaking Impact Wrestling, when Impact's already been on the up and up, this is just going to be the shot in the arm that Impact needs to really, really gain footing. A- yep. I mean, for all intents and purposes, AEW's putting their world champion on a show that's competing with AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. They're being very selfless with, with what they're doing here, in my opinion. And it's intriguing. And everybody's saying, oh, God, 2019 was terrible. Thank God for New Japan at the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> WWE was abysmal. And I remember thinking, like, why the fuck are we, why the fuck are we watching WWE at this time? It really scorned me at, at that. And, uh, you know, same Kenny. Wrestling has me hyped. WWE moving to a baseball stadium and rumble season. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW, Sting, Omega, ROH is back. There's just so much going on in the wrestling yeah. business that, again, I go back to it. It's it's not wrestling. It's you. That would be the name of the next episode. Oh, my God. That's a good title. It's not <laughs> wrestling. It's you. You know? Um, 
I'm gonna make that right now, brother, brother. But oh my god, I am excited, guys. If you're excited uh, for what's gonna happen on Tuesday, hit that thumbs up button. Give us a like. Let, subscribe. Let us know. Comment. I let want, us know. I want to see the hybrid two versus Motor City Machine Guns. Book oh, it. Oh, that'd Do be a good people. match. I want to see Generation Me versus uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy and Max Buck. It. Jeremy yeah. and Max Buck versus uh, like Nick and Matt Jackson. Thing? They could do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter says, I thought it was banned on Twitch. No, RVD, RVD and uh, Katie Forbes only got it banned for a week. Uh, but they're back. They're back, brother, brother. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with this. Impact's Twitch numbers are about to blow up on Tuesday. I agree because I don't think a lot of people get access TV. But I think hopefully TNA has a, or Impact, I should say, um, has a case to move to a bigger network. I don't get mm. Access TV personally. I got it on Sling, but I switched to a T-Vision, T-Mobile T-Vision, uh, which does not have it. Most most uh, most don't have it. Oh, that's a really good match yeah. right there. Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR. Like, we have a lot of good brothers. Good brothers versus uh, Young Bucks. Like, come on. We got, we got a lot of matches that can happen. You know, for the love of God, Sting can go back to TNA if he wants to. It's just, th- thank God Brandon got that reference. <laughs> They didn't understand. They didn't think you'd understand. But guys, yes. In wrapping up, I just want to say I am excited for the wrestling business. I am especially excited for AEW because I think they've made such. Yes. I'm not an AEW mark. I'm not just sitting here to blow smoke up AEW's ass. You know, some podcasts sit there and go, "WWE's the devil and AEW's bad." Uh, I'm not one of those. You all know that. I'm very fair. Um, but this, all eyes on AEW right now. All eyes on AEW, all eyes on Impact, and just what will what's happening now. Um, AEW has become something special, and I've become very excited to watch AEW. And I haven't felt like this since the beginning of AEW Dynamite, you know? Um, and yeah, next week's going to be a crazy podcast episode. I agree. You know what we should do, Brandon? We should have other pe- another podcast on our, on our podcast. Oh, you know, or we should go on somebody else's podcast, you know? So if anybody's in the chat, <laughs> yes, you know, let us know. Let's just, just cross-promote, you know, Impact you know, impact in AEW style. You know who we need to go on? Uh, the one guy <laughs> that ran us down. AC from name? NY? No, not AC the, from NY. The, the JD the from guy. NY ripoff. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, the virgin. Oh, the, uh, oh, he's not a... Well, I don't know. Obviously, I can promise you that. Yeah, <laughs> this guy looks like guy. Rohit Raju or whatever. <laughs> Just because like let's, I'm brown, I guess I look guy, like Rohit bro. Raju. It'll shake up the industry. People will know what to go think. search that. Kenny, for your thoughts, was it 15 minutes of fame? Go watch this video. Yes, he needs the attention. But speaking of which, <laughs> if you like this episode, before we go, please hit that thumbs up, subscribe, let us know. Uh, we'll try to be back on hopefully next Thursday. I think we're going to try to start doing Thursdays at 10 p.m., but we'll let you know. Uh, stay tuned to our social media, and I will let you know. Brandon's got to wash off his mother's makeup off his face. <laughs> Brandon, where'd you get that, by the way? Where the fuck did you get that makeup? Uh, it was is that is that, your, is that your Comic-Con makeup or whatever? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that was done by somebody else. No, I had to freaking ended up at Party City. It's a long story. But You went to Party City finding, just to accomplish this right now. I did a fight. Unbelievable. I love this, Brandon. Look, Brandon's no, a lot more dedicated. Brandon's a lot more dedicated to this podcast than than I give him credit for. So I appreciate that. But uh, now I'm ready for next Comic Con because I got all this paint. So I'm good. Yes. And and yeah. guys, we've been on the double turn, by the way. We've been on the double turn. They're awesome guys. So um we'd love to do 
any podcast right now. Let us know. Yeah. We, Can you we, do like a we, four thing? We want, like we want the impact to our AW or the AW yeah. to our impact or whatever you want to say, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm better than anybody, you know? But yes, yes, let's do it, guys. And uh, again, thank you. If you're listening in Audio Land, you're listening on Apple specifically, leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us out. I haven't had a review in a while, and I'd really appreciate it if you said, I love Brandon's sexy makeup as a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, they're a new sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for Brandon to say, Party City, new sponsor? Okay, Brandon, Party City song, make up one other spot. Party City. Paint up my face. Look, you look sexy. Party city. Yeah. On that note, I think we'll go ahead and go. Thank you guys for joining us on a Friday night. Again, hit that thumbs up button before you go. Thank you for joining us. This was a fun one. Brandon, go wash that shit off your face, please. Get a little crusty.